Welcome to the Michigan Bowhunters Podcast, the voice of Michigan's hunting archer. Now here's your host, Bill Hoffman. Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Michigan Bowhunters Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Hoffman, Billy Hoffman, William C. Hoffman, W.C. Hoffman. Go by a lot of names. Doesn't matter as long as you're enjoying the show. I don't care what you call me. How's everyone doing? It's been a couple weeks since we had an episode put out. It's a, you know, it's a little bit of that weird time of the year. It's quote-unquote show season we've had the ata show we've had shot show we had the traditional bow hunters expo here in michigan that we hosted uh every year over in kalamazoo there's been a lot going on show season is upon us we got outdoor rama coming up lots of good opportunities to get out there and and talk to all your friends and uh hunting buddies that maybe you haven't seen since uh the october um pressure started of uh, getting out there and shooting those big bucks but here we are it's february what should we be doing in february that is involving bow hunting well there's quite a few things a lot of our clubs have indoor shoots uh mine personally you know thursday nights and sunday afternoons we go shoot over there that's a lot of fun winter scouting is happening right now in fact now is a great time uh we have that big snow melt depending on, of course where you are in the state get out do some winter scouting because the sign that you see now was the sign that was left in november and october it's before all the ferns pop up up north. So we are seeing those runs. You're seeing those droppings. Those are often preserved. Uh, scrapes actually still stand out as do rubs. This is a great time to get out, do some scouting, and heck, take your bow with you. Take your shotgun with you because if you come across a bunny, you might as well bring dinner home from a winter scouting trip, if you know what I mean. So that can be a lot of fun. But there's So there is stuff going on here in the month of February in regards to being an outdoorsman. And my excuse for not having a show out is I was out doing some of those fun things. <laughs> Went to a show, did some bunny hunting, just having a good old time. But here's what I want to cover today. And I'm, I'm excited about today's show. I think it's going to be fun. It's a solo show. No, so, uh, no, no guests or co-host or, uh, you know, other stars to be on the show. You're stuck with me for today, but I think it's pretty cool. So, uh, we do, we're going to have a three segment show just like normal, I'm going to go ahead and tell you what to expect. Our first segment here is going to be about a new book that's been written by an outdoors author that happens to live here in Michigan. I'm going to talk just a little bit about it, but not going to go into full detail because I want to have this guy on the show. In fact, he was supposed to be on the show today, but family stuff got in the way. But I'm still prepared to talk about it, so we're going to talk about it. Segment two is all going to be about pranks. I, guys, you, you you know, if you know me, you know I love a good joke. I love a good prank. I like pulling them. I laugh when they're pulled on me. Uh, you open Sesame, you're always welcome to prank me. I always find it funny. Not everyone does. I do. So uh, segment two, we're going to talk about pranks, but specifically bow hunting, deer hunting, deer camp related pranks. 
And segment number three, of course, is going to be how we wrap up every show every week from now on. And that's going to be our Michigan Bowhunters trivia segment. So uh, we're going to, again, we're going to talk about a new book that's out. We're going to talk about some deer camp pranks. And we're going to talk about the trivia results from last week and pop you with two more new trivia questions. That's all coming up right here on the Michigan Bowhunters podcast. This episode of the Michigan Bowhunters Association podcast is brought to you by Bear Sign. Bear Sign is a full-service black bear guide and outfitter in Ontario, Canada. Reach out to Bear Sign via their phone number 807-826-3742. Again, give Bear Sign a call if you're interested in hunting black bear in Ontario, Canada. 807-826-3742. We'd like to thank Bear Sign for supporting Michigan bow hunters for multiple years. They have donated a bear hunt to MBH, which we have auctioned off and raffled off at our annual banquets. Again, that's Bear Sign. 807-826-3742. And we're back. Here we go. Segment number one. Real quick, I'd like to say thanks to the sponsors of the Michigan Bowhunters podcast. You just heard a couple of their uh, sponsorship commercials, if you will. We greatly appreciate your support in protecting our outdoor um, hunting, uh, archery way of life. It's We're super glad to have you guys on board. Speaking of the outdoors way of life, Nicholas View. Nick View, if you're more familiar with Nick. Nick is an outdoors author. He has two books now published. Uh, The first is called Life and Longbows. Of course, Nick, if you're not familiar with Nick, he is a past president of the Michigan Long... I'm sorry... Michigan Longbow Association, MLA. I almost used ours, Michigan Bow Hunters. They all run together. It's our, you know, brother or sister or however one you say it, or our partner in the outdoor space. But Michigan Longbow Association, MLA. He's the past president. He now does some of their uh, media and marketing and stuff like that. But he's a heck of an author. I'll go ahead and say it. He's better than I am. <laughs> he's a great author. He's one of my favorite guys to read. And he has two books out. Life and Longbows is his book. It's been out for quite a few years now. And as of this week, Nick has published his second book. It's called Clumsy Predators. And I think it's earlier, you know, you, you know what's coming up. You said I like I said I like to laugh and that I like deer camp pranks and stuff. Well, Clumsy Predators is is a perfect recollection a perfect reflection on the imperfection of longbow hunting. <laughs> Ooh, that was pretty good. I should have used that in the forward. Speaking of the forward, I was completely honored when Mr. View came to me and asked me to write the forward for his book. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to share with you the forward that I wrote for the book because it's going to make you want to read this book. And if you want to jump out right now and get it, go to lifeandlongbows.com, spell it out, lifeandlongbows.com, and you can buy both of his books, not just one, buy both of them. They're both great. 
But uh, this is the foreword, which I was completely honored, uh, even though it doesn't maybe sound like it when I read it to you, uh, honored to have been able to uh, write for him. So without any ado- further ado, here is the foreword that I wrote for Nick's new book. Friends, family, and lovers of the longbow, if you are reading this, then I am gone. I have left this mortal life and will now hunt in paradise for the rest of my days. Oh, wait, that's a different letter that I'm supposed to be working on. Hopefully I have time to finish that one later. I digress. This is the foreword to Nick View's newest book, Clumsy Predators. My mistake. (laughs) When asked to write a foreword for a fellow outdoor writer, I'd love to say how honored I have I am to have been chosen. I'd love to say that doing so would be a great pleasure and would bring nothing but joy to my heart. However, Nick knows all too well as a writer himself that in asking me to write this, he essentially gave me a homework assignment. You see, as writers, we love having written. We do not always love writing, especially when there's a deadline. I remember when Nick and I began discussing his first book, Life in Longbows, and upon reading the first draft, I couldn't help but think, great! Now there's another Michigan-based outdoors writer better than me. First, Steve Ranella, and now this Nick guy. Ugh. Still, I was excited to help Nick accomplish his goal. I remember when Nick and I began discussing his first book, Life and Longbows. And upon reading the first draft, I couldn't help but think, great! Now there's another Michigan-based author better than me. First, Steve Ranella. Now this Nick guy. Ugh. Still, I was excited to help Nick accomplish his goal. And of course, I fondly remember holding my debut book for the first time all those years ago. It truly is funny Like, for real funny, how we as adults make friends. It might surprise you to know that Nick and I have spent less than an hour together in the quote-unquote real world. Nick and I have never hunted together or even shot a 3D course amongst friends together. We haven't shared a campfire or a meal together. To be honest, I'm not even really confident on how to pronounce his last name. You could claim we hardly know each other, but you would be wrong. Well, yes, Nick and I have spent many hours on the phone talking or texting about publishing. It's because of what we write that the world has somehow attached us. I assure you, we know each other. We know what kind of hunters we are. We know what kind of fathers we are. We know what kind of outdoorsmen we are. And we know what kind of writers we are. We know this because we are each other's biggest fan. The following collection of narratives you are about to enjoy is so well put together that as a writer, I'm thrilled for others to finally be able to enjoy them as I have during this process. In each of the stories, I felt as if I was right there alongside, joining in the adventure. That is not something easily done as a writer. And while the book focuses on missing a lot, This is one aspect where my author friend hits the bullseye each time. Clumsy Predators reminds us that humor is found in failure as much as it is found in friendship. 
Nick reminds us that friendships are strengthened by failures. Now I leave you with this, my last will and testament. Nick, I place you in care of all my longbows. I know they will be in good hands. And please, if my wife wants to sell them, make sure she gets what they're actually worth and not how much I told her I paid for them. Enjoy Clumsy Predators. W.C. Hoffman. There it is. That's the forward. So when you buy Clumsy Predators and you open it up, there's the dedi- there's the uh, the um, con- uh, the contents, there's the chapter headings, there's the dedication, and then there's the forward. And you just heard the forward here from me, Bill Hoffman. Of course, you know when I write, I run under W. C. Hoffman. And uh, go out, pick up the book lifeandlongbows.com. Again, we're going to have Nick on the show to talk a little bit more about Clumsy Predators and what makes the name and the stories uh, come to life and what the inspiration behind them were. But I wanted to, I wanted Nick to have a great release week. We're still in his release week. So go out, buy Life and Longbows, uh, and buy Clumsy Predators. You get both books at his website, lifeandlongbows.com. This episode of the Michigan Bow Hunters Association podcast is brought to you by Brooks Archery. You can find out more info about Brooks Archery at brooksarchery.com. Of course, we all are all familiar with Brooks Archery as they've been serving the Kalamazoo area for over 50 years. They believe that archery is more than a business, it's a lifestyle, and they're constantly looking for equipment that will give their customers the best quality and value. Brooks Archery offers the leading industry bows, accessories, and hunting equipment to help you be more successful. Check out brooksarchery.com. Okay, here we go. I have been looking forward to recording this segment for quite a while. I'm actually pretty... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Pretty excited to see your guys' reaction to the deer camp or bow hunting pranks uh, topic. So here's the thing. I've been a part of a lot of pranks. I've been the victim of a few pranks, of course. <laughs> and All were legal, nothing crazy, nothing super illegal. I wouldn't put those ones on here anyway. Uh, I'm joking, of course. Uh, but what I want to do is just kind of go through. I've got five pranks i was sitting here i was racking my brain of the funny things that i've seen that have um just i've actually been a part of now these are not things that i've heard of happening these are things that actually happened and i will tell you this when i get to number five it's a little more uh adult oriented it's not terrible it's a little more adult oriented so when i get to number five i'll give you a brief little warning if you got the kids in the car and stuff because we want you to be able to listen to this with the kids and stuff but uh, when i get to number five uh you may want to pre-listen first before you let your kids listen to it that's all i'll say so here we go uh number one's gonna be something that i've done a few times and it just involves a fake deer it doesn't matter what kind of deer <laughs> you use. Uh, it could be a decoy. 
If you want to get super ballsy and put get some taxidermy, you could use that too. But I've had a lot of fun with a fake deer at deer camp. Now, don't tell anyone you brought a 3D target, but everyone goes to bed, get out. Go. Maybe if you know where your buddy's stand is, you can walk out and put put the 3D target out there in one of his shooting lanes. Or you could just put it out in a field and put some glowy dots on the eyes, make the guys look at it for a few minutes. There's a lot of fun stuff that you can have with either a decoy or a 3D target. So one of the stories I had, I was up in Rose City, Michigan, camping on some, I can't remember if it was state land or if it was part of the federal you know, forest management land up there. But... Um, I was with Miles Pitsley, who, um, if you remember the name Pitsley, if you, it sounds familiar, uh, his dad, Ron Pitsley, was the boy, the bowyer behind um, Predator uh, Archery. Uh, Ron has sadly passed away at this point, but, um, well, not when the story happened, but nowadays Ron has passed away. But we were up there sharing a camp with another friend named Nate, and um, Nate was... Uh, pretty good hunter a deer slayer if you will he's like one of those guys that's like oh nate will get his deer and um which you know he was the more go-getter of us all we may have slept in nate was never gonna sleep in so he made himself a target (laughs) for being pranked and that's what we did uh we we again we were kind of like this like spike camping i guess if you will so uh one night everyone had went to bed i got up got the 3d target out of my truck uh put the antlers on it you know hid the body so you couldn't really tell it was a 3d target you know now to be clear in like full broad daylight it looked like a 3d target but you know at the uh the twilight times of the sun coming up the sun coming down you you really couldn't tell so (laughs) i was just giggling it uh i can remember you know we're all staying in one big tent and i can in the morning uh as as we you know the sun was coming up and uh we uh we hadn't planned on hunting that morning because we were going to set up our tree stands that morning. So we all kind of, let's be honest, we had had fun the night before sitting around the campfire. So, you know, I heard Nate get up first, of course, and to, you know, relieve himself or use the bathroom. And, you know, you just hear the of the uh, zipper and I just start laughing, start getting excited because I know what's coming because <laughs> it was almost impossible not to see. So I hear the zipper open up and I hear, you hear this pee hitting the ground. <laughs> then the pee stops. And then you hear zip of his fly and he slowly crouches back. And now I'm just giggling because <laughs> I think I know what's happening. And he comes back and he's like, There's a buck. Wake up. There's a buck out there. There's a buck. And I'm like, no, there's not. He goes, there's a buck right over right over by the wood line. There's a buck. Now, I had placed it probably 25 yards or something like that. And I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah. And he shushes me. And I'm like, get your bow. Get your bow. So he's like in the vestibule area of the tent. And he goes in. He grabs his bow. And he, he pulls it out. And then at the time, he had like, I think it was called a free flight release. And it was like the release that kind of like you put on like a glove. Like your thumb went through a hole. And he had a big old Velcro strap. So I was like. <laughs> and he's pulling 
like this stupid release ad, and then he's clicking around. There's, there's at this point, there is not a buck within 300 yards that hasn't ran away, and he thinks that this thing's gonna stand there 30 yards or 25 yards or whatever. And he, he stands up, and I'm like, how far is it? He's like, it's right on the edge of the woods. You know, the whole time I'm trying not to laugh, and I'm like, oh, please let him shoot it, please let. And it would. It was completely legal. It was within legal shooting hours, and it was like um, where we were at. You could you could have shot from the campsite. It wasn't a problem at all. And uh, he, I hear him draw back, and you know it's so quiet. You're trying not to laugh. You can actually hear like the 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 arrow drag across the the rest, like shh. And I, again, I'm in the tent, so like I'm not actively like looking at him because I think he would have seen me laughing anyway. And the story here ends here. It would have been a better story had he actually pulled the trigger and shot. But as he started aiming, it all started to make sense. And then he's like, he's at full draw. He's at full draw, putting the pin on the vitals. And then he goes, you such and such or whatever he said. And then we all busted out laughing. And he knew he had been had. So that's the, that's the the fake deer prank uh it, it's it's a classic it works really good uh it, it kind of it kind of rolls into number two here the number two prank is the fake bear prank but bear are you pretty much have to you because a, a, a fake bear looks like a fake bear you pretty much have to use taxidermy in this <laughs> This is what I did. So my father-in-law had a trail camera uh, up in our place in West Branch. and Or it's actually just a little bit north of West Branch. But we get off at the West Branch exit. So <laughs> unbeknownst to him, I, took, I went up a weekend early before our, our big bow camp. Didn't tell anyone that I went up. And I, I took a, a bear mount with me, a bear head, and I just kept walking it in front of his camera. And I did it, and then a couple times from each side, and then I went, you know, and had lunch, and then I came back and rode the four wheeler back out to hit the spot and put the bear head in front of it from a different <laughs> from a different angle, so that you know, multiple times throughout a day, and multiple times. There was a bear, you know, and again, you know, there are, there are, obviously there's bear in West Branch, but we had never seen one and it was just super funny, super exciting. You know, he was getting all, all razzed up that there was a bear out there and, and then we were sitting there having deer camp and he's like, oh, don't leave the trash out because that bear's right over there. The bear's going to come into camp. We don't want him coming. <laughs> so number one, fake deer prank. Number two, f- fake bear prank. Always fun. Uh, and number two, just a suggestion. You could, you know, if you really wanted to go hardcore, you could get a gorilla suit and do the whole uh, Bigfoot prank. Never done it, but <laughs> I've heard of it before. Uh, so number three, I did this one once in Pennsylvania, is the alarm clock prank. This one's actually almost impossible to pull off nowadays because of cell phones. So this was before everyone had, you know, cell phones. And, and and well, we had cell phones back then, but we didn't, like, use them for alarms because they just had the little green screen, like the little Nextels. So this one's kind of a bygone days Um prank but it was still at the time it was a lot of fun so everyone went to bed we were playing poker and everything everyone had gone to bed and i moved all the clocks forward two hours every clock in the camp um and this was a house so every clock in the house like all the alarm clocks 
all the um, like the stove clock, the microwave clock, everything. I, I I sped it up by two hours. So what did that mean? How was this a prank? Well, everyone got up <laughs> at three o'clock in the morning instead of five o'clock in the morning. Made their coffee, got ready. <laughs> this happened to be a a gun hunt. You know, grabbed their guns, headed out you know, fist bumped. And I was like, ah, I'm going to stay and I'm going to sleep a little bit longer. I'm not feeling it guys. You can't do it on opening day, but, uh, we did it on, it was like the third day of the season and everyone walks out to their, what out to their tree stand and, and gets climbs up in their tree stand. And then they begin to think, man, it sure has taken the sun a long time to come up. <laughs> That's because they're in their tree stand at 4 o'clock in the morning and the sun don't come up until 6.30. (laughs) Oh, oh, they're all out of coffee. Oh, it was good. It was good. And, you know, this was before, you know, you could could still text message back then, but it wasn't like as reliable. Like you had to hit each button three times for the letters. And it just, it wasn't like a viable form of communication for everyone. So pretty much you had to wait until like everyone started coming back into camp for that lunch break that they were all like you blah, 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 blah. <laughs> oh that and when i pulled that off it got everyone everyone it was like 11 guys i had 11 victims for that one and i it was it was pretty funny now a couple of them have kind of figured out they they must have looked at their phones or something like that or took their phone out to the woods with them and got service to be so a couple of them figured it out eventually some of them actually sat it out and i guess once you're out there you're out there you know it wasn't crazy cold out or nothing like that so all right moving on we're 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 cruising through these these are a lot of fun and if you guys have any uh pranks that uh you've pulled over we'd love to hear about them yeah that'd be super fun just you can go right onto our facebook page which is facebook.com slash michigan bow hunters and you can just um you know let us know some of the stuff you've pulled off or if you were a victim of any of these and you want to tell your side of the story we'll get you on the show to talk about it but number four is a classic number four i still do to this day Number four, if you're not a dad or an uncle or a grandpa that's pulled the Raisinets prank, what are you waiting for? We all know that Raisinets looks just like deer poop, looks just like rabbit poop. Take Raisinets out in the woods with you when you're with your kids. Drop some on the ground when they're not looking. Tell them you see some deer poop. Bend down, rub it in between your fingers, pop it in your mouth, and they will know or they won't have a clue that it's not actually deer poop, that it's raisinets, but they'll think you're eating deer poop and it will just a either impress them or grow or gross them out. One of the two. So either way, it's uh it's, it's a classic, the raisinets. I've done it multiple times. I've done it, you know, with, you know, the kids camping or out on 3d courses. Just, it's always, it's always funny. I, I like it. And plus you get a snack out of it, right? <laughs> you get a little snack out of it. All right, number five. Again, this is the one where you might want to take a little bit of parental warning uh, <laughs> on this one. Uh, it's not it's not crazy bad, but it does involve a little bit of an adult theme. So I'll, I'll give you a minute 
here to either uh, hit the mute button or to hit the pause button. Okay, I think that should be enough time. All right, here we go. <laughs> Parental advisory uh, moment over. Number five, I think this is the best prank I've ever pulled. Not just hunting related, the best prank I've ever pulled. And again, this one's completely situational, so you won't be able to pull this one at all. Um, okay, so number five, again, involves my friend Miles Pitsley, who was my accomplice on this one. So I was dating a girl all right, before my wife, and uh, this girl and I, it wasn't crazy serious. No one it was like, there's no plans of marriage or anything. There was no heartbreak. It just didn't work out. So her and I split up in, let's say, I don't know, February, I guess. February is fine. Well, then another one of our friends and, and her had kind of gotten together. And uh, this was an acquaintance of mine, more of a friend of Miles and of mine, but there was no hard feelings here. I didn't care that he was uh, dating this girl. It, it didn't. You know, there was no animosity on my end, his end, or her end, or else this would be more mean than anything else. But it, it wasn't about, like, getting back at him or anything like that. However, uh, this this fella, I'm not going to say his name, but I'm definitely going to send him this episode because we'll laugh about it. So this fella is uh, with Miles, and they are currently driving from Michigan down to Texas uh, to go on a pig hunt. Okay, and um, it, and again, it wasn't a big secret that he was dating this girl and that I had been her last boyfriend previously. So um, it happened to be April Fool's Day, <laughs> which made it all the better. So it was April 1st, you know, so I'd been single for about a month or whatever. So I, I give him a call and again, uh, he, he answers the phone and again, he had no reason. There was no animosity here. There, he, he would answer my call if I called. So I, I was real somber, and I and I acted it out real good, and I was like, "Hey, um, hey, I, I, this is really hard to tell you, but um, I I I just got uh, tested for some stuff, and it's not it's not good, and um, I haven't it, it came back positive, um, I haven't been with anyone other than that girl, uh." in a long time before her or since her. So um, if I have it, there's a real good chance that she has it. <laughs> and I was real, and I was really vague. I never said what quote unquote it was. I let his imagination do the work. I never said, Hey, it's this or it's that, or it's, you know, life changing or it's this or that, you know, I just told him I have something and I got it from her, and you need to go get checked probably while you're in Texas right away. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay. Now get this. There's four guys in the car. There's four guys in the car. And he's like, it's not on speakerphone. So he's just like trying to be like, you know, like discreet about it. And like, he's like, ah, oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. You know, you didn't have to do that, but it's it's cool that you still tell me, you know, even though blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, man, I just, I know, like, man to man. <laughs> I'm laughing now, just even thinking about, it. like, I know man to man. It's something that, like, you would, 
I'd want to know about if it was, you know, something with me and, and yeah, like you, you should like go to like an after hours clinic and just get, you know, swabbed or whatever. And he's like, okay. I was like, all right, man, I'll talk to you later. And I hung up and I let it go. So this is like the, the only, the thing that was like the downside of the entire plan that I had devised is I didn't get to see the reaction to the prank. (laughs) So, uh, they, they drive down the road for about a mile and a half or whatever. Miles is like, you okay, Chad? Or I'm miles like you. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I said his name, whatever. And, uh, he's like, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And he's like, no, uh, what's going on? What would Billy have to say? And, and this guy was like, Oh no, nothing. Uh, nothing. We just, he is, we were just talking about something. And he's, so it's at this point in the storytelling, you realize that miles knows what's happening. Miles knows what I was doing. Miles and I had planned this and, uh, Miles lets it go another four or five minutes. He goes, hey, uh, Billy wanted me to tell you something. And he goes, yeah. He goes, happy April Fool's Day. <laughs> and I guess the truck almost crashed. <laughs> like, they, he was like sweating. His face was all red. He was like so relieved. But also they just laughed. And I guess they, you know, they busted his balls about it the whole trip. And then, and then Miles told everyone else in the truck, like what had just happened. And everyone had a good laugh. And, uh, he didn't end up marrying that girl. So that, you know, no, no love lost there. Nothing like that. So, oh man, it was, uh, (laughs) that is the, the best prank. I've probably ever pulled hook, line, and sinker. He fell for it. In fact, we have another mutual friend who got married like two summers ago, and uh, I forgot that they were friends. So we went to the wedding, and you know, you go to a wedding, you don't really know anyone there other than the couple, and like you sit down, and like they, him and his current wife, um, come and sit at our table and like oh my gosh we forgot we both know each other and so i i waited i didn't bring it up around his wife obviously but i was like hey remember he's like yes i remember (laughs) i didn't even have to get very far with what i was talking about so uh yeah that is number five that is the best prank i've ever pulled that's somewhat related to hunting and fishing in the outdoors so i hope you enjoyed hearing about all five of those pranks i hope you guys uh pull some of those on your buddies they're just uh those are some of the classics right well four i say four classics and one i guess you had to be there but (laughs) that's gonna wrap up this segment of the michigan bow hunters podcast uh we're gonna go to commercial break real quick we're gonna come back and we're gonna wrap up this week's show with some trivia we'll be right back after this message Here at the Michigan Bowhunters Association, we have quite a few businesses and organizations that have stepped up and helped us out over the years. The first I'd like to tell you about is the Lost Nation Archery, where traditional archery means personal service. Lost Nation Archery can be reached at 1-888-800-7880. Again, that's 1-888-800-7880. Thank you, Lost Nation Archery, for always supporting the Michigan Bowhunters Association. This episode of the Michigan Bowhunters Association podcast is brought to you by the Great Northern Bowhunting Company. 
They design and build every bow with you in mind. And with respect for a long and noble hunter-gatherer lineage we are all connected to. They build hunting bows, and their bows are designed to make you the very best bow hunter you can be. For more information on the Great Northern Bow Hunting Company, check out their website, gnbco.com. That's the Great Northern Bow Company, gnbco.com. And we are back getting ready to wrap up this week's show. I'm going to give you the results to last week's trivia, and I'm going to ask you the two new questions, which will be then posted on our website. Again, how you play Michigan Bowhunters trivia is you head, you listen to the show that you're listening to right now, and then you head over to michiganbowhunters.com and click on the podcast link down at the bottom. There'll be the two questions that I'm getting ready to ask you in just a minute. You fill out your answers with your information, click submit, and here's what you will win. And guess what? You don't have to be right. You just have to have participated. <laughs> uh, you, If you are already a member, you'll win a $25 prize pack uh, from Michigan Bowhunters Association. If you're not a member, you'll win a free year's membership, so which is another $25 value. So pretty cool there. Um, and so we take everyone that entered, and whether you got the questions right or not, and we randomly pick a winner. And uh, last week's winner, I'm proud to announce, which I... I already did it on Facebook Live a couple days ago, but just in case you weren't on our Facebook page, it was Paul Pettibone. Paul Pettibone is a member out of the Lapeer area of Michigan Bowhunters. So I reached out to our merchandise director, Jay Carlson, and said, Jay, hook up Paul with some swag with a $25 MBH a snag bag or prize pack or whatever we want to call it. So pretty cool. So uh, while I'm talking about that, what were the questions that uh, Paul answered? Well, the first one was, what game animal has an appendix? And you were given the options of whitetail, rabbit, and feral hog. And the answer to that was rabbit. Yes, rabbit was the correct answer. And the second question on the last episode was what state stocked its back country with beavers by dropping them from airplanes in the 1940s? And that was Idaho. So rabbit and Idaho were last week's answer. Uh, thank you very much for those of you that entered. It was really cool to like see people like listening to this show and then going to the website and play play not placing their bets, but filling out what they thought the correct answer was. So here is two questions. Uh, they're both kind of got to do with some celebrities, actually. Uh, again, where these questions come from are the Meat Eater Trivia board game. So they are all outdoors, hunting, fishing, conservation, zoo, zoology related, right? So they're not all bow, necessarily bow hunting, but they are outdoors related. So the first question of this week is when, uh, I'm sorry, it is uh, Queen Elizabeth caused a minor controversy in 2000 when she was pictured wringing the neck of what animal? Again, the first question, Queen Elizabeth caused a minor controversy in 2000 when she was pictured wringing the neck of what animal? That is your first question. What animal did Queen Elizabeth wring the neck of in a picture that caused controversy? The second one, oh, it's another animal question. Okay. What animal struck Fabio in the face? 
giving him a bloody nose while he was riding a roller coaster at Bush Gardens. So if you don't know who Fabio is, he had like the uh, the big like flowing long uh, blonde hair and the, the Fabio hairdo, and he was like uh, picture like any like romance novel. He was like the big Tarzan looking dude with long hair. Uh, the big male model, cheesy, whatever, uh, the romance novel model. So, yeah, what animal struck Fabio in the face, giving him a bloody nose while he was riding a roller coaster at Bush Gardens? So those are your two questions for this week. Again, one more time, what you have to do is go to michiganbowhunters.com slash podcast and scroll on down you can see there's a link right there to listen to the podcast or you can fill out your answer for these two trivia questions and win yourself either a membership here in the michigan bow hunters association or win yourself a 25 dollars mbh prize pack if you're already a member that's going to wrap up the show this week. One more thing I do want to remind you of, that uh, our banquet is coming up in Grand Blanc, Michigan on April 6th. We do have tickets available for sale to the banquet uh, right on the website, michiganbowhunters.com, and then you'd you'd click the event. So michiganbowhunters.com slash events. It's a heck of a time. It's a lot of fun. Great camaraderie. The food is fantastic. The raffles are... I, I can't say enough good things about the mbh banquet that's also where we will give out the mbh awards uh so um you know michigan bow hunter of the year michigan lady of the year all those type of things uh come on out have a good time get your banquet tickets get them now get them ready we also if you're not from the area we do have a hotel accommodations all planned out for you with a group rate so all that information can be found on our website michiganbowhunters.com that's going to wrap up the show thank you very much for listening we look forward to actually getting nick view on the podcast so that we can have a discussion about his new book clumsy predators i hope you didn't think i pranked you by putting this episode out but you enjoyed the pranks and good luck on the trivia everyone this week get outdoors it's a wild place to be thank you for listening to this episode of the michigan bow hunters podcast Please make sure to visit our website at www.michiganbowhunters.com to learn about becoming a member of the Michigan Bowhunters Association. Hunters.